ramping you up for Christmas this week here on the Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, glad to be along with you. Josh Schmidt producing. Joe is off. We have five more days until Santa comes down the tree. Down, I'm sorry, down the chimney. Put some uh, presents under the tree. And yes, even if your house doesn't have a chimney, he'll find his way in. He's Santa. That's what he does. How are you doing on your Christmas shopping there, Josh? I actually just finished up yesterday. This has been the most right. stressful year for me because usually I have it all done <laughs> like with a couple weeks to go yeah. before Christmas. But um, I slacked off this year and uh, finished it up yesterday. But I still have to wrap everything. But I always like doing that as like oh, it's a couple days listen, away. That is, but that's the tough part, right? I I am really truly. I'm not. I'm not. I am the worst gift wrapper of all time. Like my my gift wrapping is it's. There's holes, there's weird angles. <laughs> it's just, there's way too much, way too much paper, lots of tape. It's, it's the worst. Like if you, you could, okay, you could take a hundred people and say, wrap something, the same gift, the same box and put it, you would easily pick mine out. It would co- totally be the worst ever. See, I think uh, the main key is the paper. If, if you have quality paper, you're going to have a quality wrapping present, like quality time wrapping the present. If you have like just, you know, it's flimsy, it's kind of thin, it's you're you're not going to enjoy yourself and it's not going to be easy and it's going to not look great at the end of it. But if you have the high quality paper, it makes it all better. And like I said, I love I love that aspect of it and I usually wait till like a day or two before cuz I just I don't know, I get all excited about it and stuff. But um sometimes that's also a little bit to my own detriment because then I'm rushing to get everything wrapped and then i'm did i forget something yep. is something still sitting in my closet that i forgot about and i'll find it in three months or something so i don't know it's got <laughs> its ups and downs let's get back out to the phone lines 803-0550 walter is up next in toronto what's going on walter hey gentlemen i um uh, i just read this morning on twitter that uh there's a good chance that cook's gonna be the uh afc player of the week Offensive player of the week. Well, he should be. I mean, I I mentioned in my article after the game that like that kind of performance should clearly do it, unless someone just had a. You know, you, I mean, what would it take to beat him out? Yeah, I haven't looked around, but man, that performance itself, without even looking around the league, should give him that. I mean, Joe Flacco threw for over two hundred yards in the fourth quarter. I guess maybe, but I think his performance should put him right there and give him the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. We'll find that out tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, let's uh, let's see if Flacco they they might give it to him just because you know uh, it's a miracle what he's doing at his age. But uh, last quick thing, I remember last year calling and kind of saying McDermott was off base by benching Cook after his first carry, which turned out to be a fumble. That's going to be a trivia question for for Cook because I'm sure he's going to have a great career. And but the prevailing thought was, hey, you got to hang on to the ball or else you don't play. And I mean, he rolled the pines almost all year because of that. He, the transition wasn't done. I mean, he only took the job from Singletary in the offseason when, when Singletary was moved on. I'm just wondering if McDermott would have had a different tact. We, we have seen this cook earlier because he would develop faster, maybe even in, against Cincinnati in the playoffs, because he was he was lights out the other day. But I think... I think well, I, I, would, I, would, I would push back on the notion that he was benched or rode the pine because of one fumble for the rest of the year. I don't think that's the case. I think that he and wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. He, I mean, the next game he had eleven carries in the very next game, the next week. I know that was a, a blowout against Tennessee. 
he didn't have – I agree with you. He should have played more, Walter. I'm not saying that. I don't think it was because he had the one fumble early in the season. I think it was because they trusted Devin Singletary. He was a four-year player, and he was having a good year. Devin Singletary had a nice year last year. Not a great, incredible year. He had a nice year. I agree James Cook should have got more time, but sometimes players take a little longer to develop. And I would also point out he was taking more carries from him by the end of the year, starting in, like, December. No, I no, I realize that. I just, I just think the progression – albeit fantastic, has been kind of slow. And I don't know, I mean, we were nervous a couple of week, games ago when Cook got benched for the first quarter, remember? We're like, you're benched, what's he doing on the bench? <laughs> like, I still can't buy into this philosophy. You know, uh, I, I don't disagree. I, I think it's a quick hook sometimes too quick. I, I don't disagree with that part of it. And, and I don't like seeing it. I mean, if he's going to help you win, he's going to help you win. Um, so... You know, again, I a few weeks ago I asked Sean about that. It was after the Denver game, after the he comes on Friday with me, and he basically said, "Yeah, you know, younger players and trusting and those kinds of things." But you know, it's time to go. And James Cook's your best option, and we all see that now. So let's hope he doesn't fumble. But I do wonder what the response would be now, given what he's been doing. If that were the case, if he would just take him out, um, he didn't play every single snap last week. And I remember being on the field and someone saying to me, man, James Cook's playing so well. Why is Ty Johnson in? Well, I mean, you also, he's taking a beating out there when he's getting the ball. You do have to give him a break once in a while. You know what I mean? No, no. And, and you know what? He, he did have that one drop, and I was holding my breath. Oh, no. Yep. I hope, and he came on the very next play. So, so I, I, think, I, think, I think he's reached a comfort level the coaches have with him that, that he'll be playing regardless of fumbles and drops at this point. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, Walter, have a great rest of your week, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, all the best. All the best. All right, thank you. Let's go to Mark in West Seneca. Hi, Mark. You're on WGR. Hey, Sal. Uh, just a quick comment on your paper wrapping. I think that should be your thing. I think that you should embrace that, and when you wrap gifts for family and friends, you should do it exactly like you do, and they'll know it's from you. <laughs> oh, that this, I believe me, I do not hold back the shame. I am shamed to be the worst paper gift wrapper ever and um that's what you see is what you get i try i really do i try i'm just not good at it i i was but here's the other part maybe i don't know if this is connected mark maybe it is maybe it isn't like i'm terrible at art i can't draw anything like i draw stick figures and that's about the extent of it i i can play the drums i can sing there's other things in my life i'm good at i can't draw anything and i can't wrap gifts and i don't know if any of those things are connected well, I have two artists in my family, my, my wife and my, one, my, one of my daughters, and there is nothing worse than watching an artist for half a gift. They're, they're just way too meticulous, and it, it gets to be See, annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's got to be something to that. Like, isn't there a correlation between how bad I am at, like, artsy, arts and crafts? I, arts and crafts do nothing for me. I'm sorry. I know they're great for a lot of people. My son loves it. Not for me. I... I I would rather probably go to the dentist and go to do something for arts and crafts for an hour. All right. Oh. So that said, I'm also horrible at it, and it also affects my gift wrapping. I think. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I, I got. A, I was calling you about something you said to John Scott, and then uh, I believe his name was Walter. I want to make a comment on what he was talking about. Real quick about Cook and McDermott. Um, as yeah. far as you uh, you asked uh, John Scott, is it as simple as just th- that the offense is playing better? as simple as just the coordinator change. And I'm just a fan, and I don't know anywhere near what really goes on. But from the outside looking in, all I can say is this about that. Well, first of all, Dorsey may have been a wonderful guy, okay? None of this is personal. 
I, I didn't like his style and how he called games all the way into maybe uh, game four or five of last last season, and then the things that were being done last year seem to be replicating themselves this year. That all being said, situational football, since Brady has taken over, as far as I'm concerned, is much better. A lot less questions. A lot less questions of why are we lining up in empty sets on the goal line uh, and showing our hand. Why are we... Things like that, and we could go into all kinds of them, but I think at the end of four games, when you look back, uh, just as simple fans looking at football, and we all think we know it because we watched it for years, those questions seem to be a lot, lot less under Brady. And, and something as simple as what I'm going to uh, the last game against Dallas, Brady did the hardest thing, in my opinion, that a pro coach can do. He did the simple thing. I think a lot of times coaches overcoach. He stayed with what was working, even though he has this arguably the best player in the league, maybe second best player in the league in Allen under center. He did the simple thing and look at how it turned out. And he didn't overthink anything. And he did. We're going to make you stop this. And if you don't, guess what? You're going to pay the price. And that was absolutely phenomenal to watch a pro coach do that. I just thought that was great. And then real quick, because I know you got callers, the cook and, and Sean McDermott. You know, you are literally the only caller I have online. You're the last one of the day, but I do have to get to a break. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as cook and Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott makes no bones about if you're going to play for me, you're going to do things a certain way. Okay. And what we don't know, and I'm not saying Cook is, is this way, but we don't know how entitled Cook was coming out of college. The one thing I think you can acknowledge is that these players coming out of college, these guys are great athletes. They, they get to where they are because of their confidence. You know, you can't, they, they don't waver in their belief on how good they are. Since So they have egos because of that. And Sean McDermott may have had to reel him in somehow. He wasn't doing certain things the way Sean wants him to do. Maybe he was too entitled. And again, the word maybe is very important here. But the biggest No, 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 I like your point. I like your point. I do have to get to a break. So let me let me say it this way, Mark, okay? I like your point. I don't know if I'd say entitled. I think by listening to Sean over the last year or so when it comes to James Cook, even this week talking about it, I don't know if entitles it. I just think it's just the preparation and knowing as a pro what you have to do in a day in day out to prepare the right way. And, and, and from listening to Sean, it feels like, and it sounds like and even Brandon Bean last year, like James has come a long way in that department. I don't know if that has to be entitled. It might just simply be you're coming from the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby smart. And now you're coming to the NFL where things got to be more dialed in every single day. And it's tough for a lot of rookies. And it might just simply be having to figure that out on a daily basis. Right. And one of the biggest jobs Sean McDermott has as a head coach or any head coach in the NFL is knowing and understanding your players on an individual basis and knowing what each guy needs individually. And I think Sean takes that very seriously. And, you know, he knows, Sean knows what it takes to be a winner in the NFL. James Cook, when he came into the league, thought he knew. Okay. And well, maybe, maybe. And like I said, I, I do think there's something there with, you know, the preparation practice. Mark, I got to run. Thanks a lot. Happy holidays to you. I got to get going. I got to get to a break. But thanks for the phone call. I, it's a fascinating discussion because we've heard McDermott and even Bean talk about James Cook practice, his week, his preparation, and how he's come a long way. And whatever that means, I don't know. It doesn't mean it's wrong. 
doesn't mean it's doing something wrong or it's bad. It just means that there's an adjustment. I said this yesterday. I tweeted this out yesterday. James Cook is a great example of sometimes, and usually most times actually, you know, young players take a little time. It doesn't happen overnight. And when a really young player, a rookie, comes in and hits right away, it skews expectations for everybody else. We can definitely talk about and criticize and say they should have played him more last year. I don't disagree with that from what we saw. We also don't see what's going on Monday through Saturday all the time. And does he really know everything they put in for the week? And will he be good in this pass protection? Will he understand what to do in this concept? Has the dialed-in preparation been as good as it should be? That's an adjustment for anybody. That's not necessarily even a criticism. It just happens. It's life. It's young people. It's any new job, whatever it is. But it's happening now, and we're seeing the results of it from James Cook in the offense. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up your Tuesday here in the Extra Point Show on WGR.